everyone. Welcome to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. Um, thanks so much. Gosh, I, I love popping in on my analytics and kind of figuring out what all states and regions and parts of the universe I'm in. Um, that's really cool. So I appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and download, share with your friends, and leave me a comment. Again, um, you guys can help drive content by throwing out ideas, questions, or just, you know, any comment that you can make. So really appreciate that. Um, today's topic is around this statement, misery loves company. I think, especially my generation, but I think everybody has heard this um, phrase. And I want to throw a different different way of looking at it at you because this was my big aha epiphany this week. So when we're talking about our kids and their big emotions, and and you've heard different podcasts from me on this, it's what they need is oftentimes that um, uh, they need to borrow your brain, right? There's this offline, they're having this big emotions and you can't look at them and say, well, what's your answer or stop that or you know, that's not what they need. They need your brain, right, to help them get back to logic. They have to get through that big emotion before they can come to logic and solve and whatever. Like the child that's scared of the dark and they come to you crying. It's not for you to rationalize that there's nothing in the dark, right? That's not really going to help because that's not where their brain is. Their brain is in fear mode, fight, flight, freeze, limbic system, they're stuck. So rationalizing them won't with them won't do any good. You need to be able to say, oh, you're scared. Let me sit with you for a minute. Or, oh, you're scared. Remember your, your ways of dealing with being scared. You know, you can go back and turn your flashlight on or your nightlight. Um, do you need mom to come back and tuck you in? Do you want dad to come back and just check on things? I'm here for you. I can go do these. So you're coming alongside them, right? With these big emotions. Same if it's a teenager, okay? Stuff happened at school today. My best friend said this. They must hate me. Oh my God, life is ending. We've all been there. Um, They don't need you to problem solve. They don't need you to tell them um, your emotions, you know, you're being emotional. Oh my God, don't say that. (laughs) We all have. Not helpful. Um, They need you to hear them wow, that sounds like a really crappy day. Um, you know, what, what happened? How are you, how are you right now? Can you tell me where you feel this in your body? Um, do you need a minute for me just to sit next to you? Do you want to go on a walk? They don't need to solve this. They just need to feel it and get through and go to the other side. Remember the analogy of the train station you know, don't let them get stuck in the train station. They need to go all the way through it with their emotion. So they just need us to be there, to help hold space for it, to maybe help label this emotion, but we're not out to fix it because our goal is that they go through the emotion, then the prefrontal cortex comes back online and they can start problem solving. You know, a lot of times kids can solve their own problems That's the beauty of it. We just need to help them hold space for that. So, and and I guess if they can't, if they're stuck, then you can say, oh, can I offer some suggestions? Or, you know, dad's tried doing this and it really works. 
great, but you can't do that in the height of an emotion. So I'm going to circle back to misery loves company, right? Big, big emotion, misery. And I would say, I would say there are very, very few people out there that are miserable and truly, truly want somebody else to be miserable. I don't think that's truly the case. I think as a person that has been through misery, you know, my mother just passed away, misery. And so as somebody that's been through that, I don't wish that on anyone. But I need somebody to come alongside. And I'm so thankful for those people that did that can come alongside and offer company. Misery loves company. The idea of accompanying someone that is miserable is not asking you, the person accompanying, to become miserable. It is asking you to help hold this horrible, heavy, big emotion so that that person can go through it. That to me, this whole new perspective, literally like mind blowing, because I was raised to believe misery loves company means I, if I am feeling misery, am asking you to be miserable too. And therefore there was a judgment in that and it negated my feelings and it told me my feelings were wrong and bad because, you know, you're just wanting everyone else to feel miserable. And to really have this sudden flip of that notion, it is not saying that. It is saying that the emotion of misery is so big that it needs some company to help it get through, to help that person get through that misery. So it goes to what we're expecting with our kids. I'm hoping you can see the application and how the phrase is being misused as we're talking about how we step into and hold space for our children's emotions. Their, their big emotion, you know, when they're frightened, they're not asking you to be afraid too. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. They're asking you for a safety and security. They want the complete opposite, right? It's not that your teenager wants your life to suck just because their life sucks, right? They want to feel held and seen so they can figure out, okay, does my life really suck? Is there something I want to change? Or is this me being me, my true authentic self, and the other people can just go jump off a cliff? So they're not asking to create everyone else having this same feeling. Think about how confusing the world would be if it was that way. They want to be seen and heard and held. So as we look at every different emotion our kids can have, noticing it, holding it, holding space for it, helping a child go through it, leads to a well self-regulated human 
So I'm going to draw this full circle again and come back to Misery Loves Company. I am, am now seeing that phrase in a new light, which allows me to process my misery, right? To process those, those events or pieces of my life that were miserable. And I'm not comparing them to anybody else's. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, well, mine were so much worse than yours. No, they were mine. They were the things that made me miserable. But now that I see the phrase differently, I can process through them. And that, my friend, is so liberating. It's so freeing. The expression has changed for me. And I understand myself better. And I understand that misery is just an emotion. It's not a way of life. Nor was I ever asking it to be a way of life. I certainly didn't want to set up camp there. But it is a fact. We go through things that are miserable. And now, it, it, I can't begin to tell you how freeing it is. So I really hope that as you've listened to this, you can look at your child's emotions in a whole new way. Um, whatever their emotion is, they're not trying to dump on you or the family and expect everybody to feel that way. That's certainly not what they want. They want probably the complete opposite. They just need to be seen and heard and to have space held for them so they can process that. So be the company is what I'm saying. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and be well.